Have you ever heard of a YouTube show car called Two Minutes to Late Night? No. What's that? It's this heavy metal, sort of like Tonight Show-esque talk show with this host called Guarcinio Hall. He's got this awesome like black metal, like white face paint with like all these black lines and shit coming out of it. It's super cool. He's got a house band and they just play these awesome little quick little heavy metal, like thrash metal riffs every like segment. Yeah, it's been around for like five years, but like during the pandemic, he started doing this thing where he would just recruit all these members of all these different like rock bands and they would play covers of like 80s or 90s like pop rock songs and stuff and they would just upload those like once a month or something and they're just the most fun ridiculous and like weirdest combinations you could think of but man it's insanely cool I would recommend checking it out, or at least checking out some of those cover songs, if not the actual talk show. All right. I'll check that out. It's interesting enough. He, they had this one band that was in one of them called oh, what the, uh, the Cybertronic Spree, okay. which is these six people who dress up in Transformers costumes. And I get, I, I haven't checked out any of their like actual stuff other than just this one cover song they did because I didn't have time. But I guess they're a heavy metal Transformers band, which sounds insane and fucking awesome. That's the way to do it, I guess. Dress like Optimus Prime and play some metal no, stuff. Th- these are, these are like their own Guar characters, but just loosely based on like characters from Cybertron. Like they made up actual characters and like they have their own custom like paint jobs for them. Whoa, what the fuck? What is All that? Right, my uh am I sounding different? Like my mic the recording levels just look insanely different now for no reason. Yeah, I, for some reason. It's very garbled. I, I didn't touch anything. I don't know why it changed. Sounds okay Wait, now. It just changed back. What the shit is fucking happening? I don't know. I touched nothing, but it just jumped and then cleared itself up. Let's hope it doesn't happen too often then. Uh, yeah, that's probably not a great thing. Well, we'll just keep an eye on it. Keep an ear out for it, I suppose. That was, that was weird. Sounded very Cybertronian, actually. Oh, perfect. Right on yeah, cue then. Yeah, right on cue. So, I reached out like corn is playing Thursday and um, I hadn't been scheduled yet. And I told the guy, I'm like, yeah, just give me two days, at least two days notice whenever you need me. I have open availability. As long as you give me two days heads up, I can prepare and I'll be there. So they didn't bother doing that. So I was like, all right, fuck this guy. So I reached out to the manager of the parking lot crew. Cause I, I've been doing the orchestra shows for him. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm still not scheduled for Thursday. You guys need me for anything? Can I come in and get some hours? The girl texted or emailed me back. She's like, oh, yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. Like, okay, cool. And then, like, 10 minutes ago, the manager of security texted me and he's like, hey, noon Thursday. Like, uh, nope. You had your window. You fucking didn't bother. I can't be bothered helping you out if you can't be bothered giving me a fucking schedule, bro. I'm doing parking. Fuck off. 
All right. And he's like, he, he had the most like <laughs> butthurt little pouty, like I'm a fucking man child reaction to this. He goes, okay, fine. I'll go ahead and just transfer your paperwork to them then. Like, all right, bro, fuck off, you inept cunt. <laughs> so apparently I'm working parking lot now instead of security at both of my guests. Oh. I don't know. I don't know if that's a permanent thing or not, but this dude is so fucking pouty and bitchy about it. I think it is. So fuck you, you inept fucking retarded cunt. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Damn, parking duty. That sounds good. Just sit around point where Dude, cars go for orchestra shows it is the greatest job at blossom i think because like you get a little bit of a rush because i don't know how the, or- the orchestra does it where like they have an opening set and then they have like a 45 50 minute intermission break in between and then they have their like closing ending of the night hour and a half set all right and so we get that like 45 50 minute break there in between during the intermission we could just go off and like get lunch or whatever, but we're still getting paid the entire time. We don't have to clock out and take a lunch break during it. So it's the fucking coolest gig in the park, I think. Nice. I don't think it's going to go that way exactly for like the actual concert. I mean, there'll still be like stragglers coming in and out throughout the night, but for the most part, I think there's going to be the mad rush right around like seven o'clock when like the actual like opening act kicks off, and then we're just going to have like a three-hour window until around. 10 30 11 when people start leaving so it should be fucking awesome i think all right cool i'm just gonna be there two three hours later than i used to be because uh we're the last ones to leave so that part might suck but who the fuck cares yeah sitting around yeah i reading your if comics I'm being paid to sit around in shorts i will not complain ever yeah right yeah read your comic books on your phone Dude, I, I need to read down the hoopla so I can take yeah. that with me and do that. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Like, um, at work. Like, he's been, they've, they've been scheduling me and this one 53 year old dude to open every single day the past like week and a half worth of shows. So we show up at noon. A manager just says, yeah, go up to the compound. No one bothers to come up and like give us any direction or tell us what to do for about an hour and a half into the shift. So we literally just sit there doing nothing. Like we know what to do. And as long as the, uh, the, uh, mag shed, we have like a, a loading truck shed there where they keep the mags, which are the actual like metal detectors that you walk through. As long as that is unlocked, we can actually like start halfway setting up, but we just have to wait until the uh, maintenance crew, they have two or three guys that'll show up about two hours into the shift and they'll help us uh, pop up all the uh, tents and put the mags out. And then once they do that, then we're completely set up and we're done for another like two hours before the like four o'clock time when like people will start coming to the gate is. So that's a really cool, really fun job. But I think the parking lot break just sitting in my car in the AC will be a thousand times better. Congratulations on your new gig at your job. Then. Yeah, dude. I'm considering this a promotion. Yeah. Dude. All right. I was, so I've been debating like quitting for the last like three shows now because I'm so fucking wasted there because of how inept and fucking stupid these managers are. Like all they have me do is 
I am searching purses and people's like shit that they bring in for like bottles of alcohol and pocket knives and all that stupid shit. That is the gig that we give to the new people and the people who are physically unable to do the other tasks at House of Blues. So I don't know why the fuck they keep sending me on this fucking bullshit newbie job. And then like every single shift, like the managers and like this one guy who's been there for a couple of years, they always come up and they're like, oh, you're doing a great job, Dave. You're fucking killing it today. You're doing great. I'm like, of course I am. This isn't new. I've done this for four fucking years, you dumb assholes. Get me the fuck out of here. You're wasting me over here. Instead of ever putting me like on the pit or um, I, I know there's no, they're all country shows. There's not a single show here with any possibility of crowd surfing. So uh. It's my own fault for accepting a job at such a fucking shitty venue, but I was hoping I would at least be like in the pit area just in case something happens, but they just keep wasting me up front, so fuck them. Parking lot it is. Fuck yeah. So they think you're the inept one because they're like, hey, good job. Well, no, you're doing really no, well no. today. <laughs> no, no. So uh, the show, well, what was the last day? Uh Sunday, Saturday, yeah, Sunday, Sunday, the country show. So, um, we have like a little pre start meeting thing where they kind of like break everything down and explain what's going on. And they're like, those, they've been bitching about the Pittsburgh people that they bust in because they're all fucking inept and don't give a shit. And they just let people walk straight through the metal detector without like even emptying their pockets first. And it'll set it off and they'll just be like, yeah, yeah, you're good, go through. And so, like, <laughs> They were saying that if those people continue to be that fucking retarded, they're just going to send them off to the parking lot like that's a punishment. I'm like, wait a fucking second. If anyone gets to get sent to the parking lot, let me fucking do it. I love the parking lot, man. You don't do dick. It's amazing. And they're like, wait, you actually want to do that? I'm like, yeah. So you're telling me if I do so shitty of a job today, you guys will get pissed off and just send me out there? And they're like, um, please don't do that. You're actually good at this job and we actually need you to prevent shit that's not supposed to come in from getting in we don't want that to happen i'm like yeah but you already said if i fuck up i get to go out there so i'm gonna like guns through all day fuck you guys yeah let them all through that place is so fucking bad man i hate it well yeah i miss house of blues so fucking much it's like it's the exact same job at house of blues Every second of it at House of Blues is the fucking greatest job in the history of jobs, short of like a professional athlete or an actual touring musician. Wow. I fucking love every second of House of Blues, even when it's the shittiest fucking band I have no interest in, or even when it's like one of the like shittiest, like drunken, like fucking retard nights ever, like St. Patrick's Day or New Year's Eve. Even those shows, I would rather be working any of those fucking clusterfucks of like stupidity than any of these Blossom shows, man. I miss House of Blues so much. The only reason I go to House of, or the Stay at Blossom is because they let me wear shorts during the summer instead of long black pants. That is nice. And I, I, I rain sweat like a motherfucking monster of a human being to begin with, and I still do it even in shorts, but at least I feel slightly more comfortable doing it while wearing shorts as opposed to fucking pants. Sure. And plus, like, it, I, I have, like, a fourth of the travel time to get to Blossom that I do to uh, Hustle Blues, which is also a huge factor. Yeah, it is much closer. But fuck, is it the worst place to work? Is If you're ever thinking of working in the concert industry, anywhere but Blossom, it is a shit show over there. All right. All the management is fucking inept. I'll try and get into management then. Yeah. 
apply for that. Yeah. <laughs> they let enough people do that. I'll do that. That's more my speed, I think. Yeah, definitely, dude. Yeah. You can wait until like two hours before the show starts to like text people to ask yeah. them if they can work. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll yeah, send your schedule a, two hours that's before a good, the show. That's a good way to schedule your employees. Yeah. It's easy. And then you can act shocked when you only have like six people show up. Yeah. Instead of the 20 that you're needed for the area. Right. It's totally good. Sounds good to me. Anyway, you ready to set sail? Yeah. Let's do it. Welcome to Giraffes I Have Black Tongues Comics. Steve. I'm Donnie. This week we're talking about Heroes Reborn uh, from Marvel. We're talking about the Green Hornet from Kevin Smith. And we are going to talk about Titans Season 3, Episode 3, instead of uh, that other show that hasn't come out yet. Whoops. It's, so, all right, so that point right there leads me to like my very first question for you about your book. Did you do any research and realize it was like a tie into that Avengers team that we read for the man thing thing? No. Is it? Okay. I was, I was like, that's not either of our style at all as evidenced by the fact that we picked a doom patrol episode that doesn't even drop for another yeah. two weeks or whatever the fuck it is. So I was like, yeah, there's no chance he actually knew that that's what that was about. All right. Well, I had no idea. Um, well, I guess let's get into it then. I mean, let's let's start with that one. Heroes Reborn from Marvel. A tie-in to whatever the fuck that other book was. Man-Thing? Yeah, Man-Thing. I didn't realize that. I, I don't know what the point was of this book. And I was kind of getting... Like, they didn't resolve anything by the end. This ended up just being like an introduction to the Squadron Supreme, which I'm not sure if those are new characters or not. I feel like no, I've seen they're, they're Hyperion they're just, before. They're rarely used. They're, okay. they're, they're a version of Justice League. Oh, we, obviously, yeah. I feel, I feel like they were just as close to the Justice League characters as you can get without getting sued. So you have your Hyperion, your Superman type. There's a Flash type, Wonder Woman. I forget all their names now. Power Blur, Princess. Zarda. Yeah. Night Owl is the Batman. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Spectrum is their Green Lantern. Right. I like. I know Dr. Spectrum's name. That's a hilarious name. <laughs> but I think the, yeah. I think Blur should have been called Dr. Spectrum because he was clearly autistic as fuck. I, I like that they don't even differentiate. Like, he's the supposed to be the funny character, just like the Flash is. Yeah. And Batman's supposed to be the straight-laced, like, hard-ass, just like... Uh, or I mean, Night Owl is just like Batman is. Yeah, they don't change it. They, they, this is really, really close to the Justice League in many, many ways. Yeah, like one of, like you said, you thought they were all new characters. One of my notes that I actually wrote down was like, it's like, oh, I haven't seen a, a Squadron Supreme book I think since the Battle World event, and they even like referenced the Battle World event in one of their stories. I think it was the Hyperion solo book solo story. Like you may remember me from the Battle World series. Yeah, remember that, that decade Squadron ago. Supreme one yeah. did. But the other thing was, and really, the Squadron Supreme is uh, they are all incredibly patriotic. Like they're they're using American as a uh, as an adjective for everything they say, which was 
interesting because like, like we do well yeah yeah i mean we're we're america's podcast yeah we're, we're an american podcast that's what we are captain america is like barely in this they're like rediscovering captain america but they still like keep up the patriotism though that you that you miss from captain america so you, you don't miss out on that with these new ripoff uh superhero teams so thank goodness thank goodness for that so i don't know if whatever the crossover event was before this is setting this in Earth 616 or if it's a different universe. But basically it's like it's it's the fallout of whatever that last crossover event was. And everyone's memories have been blank and wiped clean. And everyone forgets all about the Avengers. No one remembers it except for some reason Blade is the only one. Yeah. And so he's slowly but surely recreating that team that we read in the Man Thing book. So he's the one who's going out and finding Captain America because he's still he was never uncovered from the ice block. He's the one who's trying to like talk Bruce Banner into remembering. Or Hulk actually does kind of vaguely remember everything, but he's so he's his English is so insanely broken and like he's so nonsensical that everyone just thinks he's crazy. Yeah. And no one realizes that he actually is speaking the truth. I don't I wish I, I knew what that last crossover event was supposed to be. So we could at least reference it or have some clue as to how it ended up this way. But the Squadron Supreme is basically, they're an American-powered and backed version of the Avengers. Normally the Squadron Supreme, whenever they use them, they're a bad guy team oh. who take on the Avengers. And that's kind of why they're working for like a, a Mephisto-possessed Agent Coulson, who is now the president. And he's going around murdering his secret service guys and stuff that makes more sense now and that's why like all the people that are thrown into their prisons as their arch enemies in each of their individual books are all like heroes okay yeah that makes a lot more sense then but they were still fighting uh dr doom which the juggernaut doom yeah that was yeah awesome. dr juggernaut they were calling him which is pretty funny so that was cool hyperion was fighting him and he flexed his quote super muscles in his neck to like deflect juggernaut attacks or whatever i i don't know what the fuck it was that was like very old school comic battle though like with the the villain being like no you did this and like describing perfectly what just happened that was fun i guess very very um stereotypical comic book battle with hyperion and dr juggernaut i do like that uh uh so another one of the guys that doesn't remember anything is thor and that's because He's been banished to Midgard, like in real Thor history. But instead of like remembering anything, he's just spent the last like millennia drunk the entire time. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He's hanging out in Norway, rocking an awesome Amon Amarth t-shirt. Fuck yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, Thor is cool in, in this. I like and then, Thor. And then randomly Blade like shows up to try to like get him to remember the Avengers and everything. And he's getting angrier and angrier and just like starts harnessing lightning and he's all shocked by it because he doesn't remember that he's Thor and he wields Mjolnir until the very end. I really like, besides the Doom Juggernaut fight, I like the Hyperion when he just flies through Galactus's face oh, yeah. and just explodes him that way. That was fucking brutal. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, some of the things they do in this are cool. I like the... I like the art in the Doctor Spectrum issue because it's very like colorful because it's like a light spectrum awesome. and all that. Yeah. So like there were some highlights here, but it was way too much backstory and like 
you could have just cut out all of these issues. You know, you could have cut down, cut way down. You don't have to tell us the story. Just say like, uh, yeah, this guy, he's a, uh, he's flesh and just make it like one page. And this guy's like Batman and just make it one page and we could just move on. I don't need to, I, I, I get where they're coming from. I, I can tell. I don't need to read a whole issue about it because it's just pretty much the same. I mean, there's not no, much. These are, these are completely <laughs> brand new Marvel characters. Yeah. They have nothing to do with that original company's superior team. Yeah. With the same similar likenesses. Well, I don't know if they're superior, but you know, Nighthawk has catchphrase or is it Night Owl or Nighthawk? I wrote Nighthawk in here. Nighthawk. Is that the Batman type? That's Nighthawk, right? I think it is. Yeah, I think he said Night Owl before. Maybe that's another one. Did I say that? Oh, maybe. Uh, but yeah, Nighthawk. He he. His catchphrase is "I am become the night," which I had to read that like ten times because, like, I'm, I'm like, is that is that really what it said? Am I like retarded here? Like, why is this so stupidly written? So they they have like a grammar issue there. He's not very good at grammar. He didn't learn that from. Yeah, no, he may training. be the world's greatest detective, but he's not the world's greatest. Uh, really bad at grammar. Yeah, grammar person, medical user. I yeah, I am become the knight. Great catchphrase. I do like Hyperion's nickname in this. They give him a cool nickname, Big Hype. That's fucking cool as hell for Hyperion. Yeah, could be our episode title too, actually. Fuck yeah, that'd yeah, be cool. Big hype. All right. Get hyped. I like Hyperion is just a ninth grade English teacher or history teacher. And he's out saving the world. How difficult would it be for a Superman character to keep his disguise up if he's teaching high school kids? Like, how the fuck are you just ducking out of class every 10 minutes to go and like rescue? someone from some catastrophic earth ending like event yeah that's true you How get fired to keep that identity hidden yeah you definitely get fired and then like randomly he goes out one time and the hulk escaped from uh the negative zone and he is kind of standing there in front of the teacher or in front of the classroom trying to like explain to him that the avengers are a thing and he's missing his friend steve rogers and he's trying to ask these students like to help him and Hyperion just shows up and he explains that the Hulk is fueled by hatred and anger. Hulk is like calmly speaking to these students. Hyperion flies through a wall and just sucker punches him in the face. Yeah. And then he's like, I have to save him before he rampages and kills all these kids. He was calm as fuck until you like sucker punched him and instigated everything, you dick. And that was like his class too. How would he get away with that disguise like right in front of the kids well because he wears he wears a, a black mask okay and he just wears- covers over top his eyes instead of his glasses it's totally it's a totally different look makes sense yeah he doesn't have the tie on on his suit that's true i forgot about the black mask all right what what else did you have about this anything else i think i don't have very much yeah, more. a couple okay, um, go ahead. so at the very beginning blade the first person he tries to recruit is the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider. Blade, for whatever reason, though, is like in the most like conspicuous and like clearly like try to stay disguised or stay hidden disguise I've ever seen for a character. Yeah, like he he dressed himself up like kind of like a hobo style. 
but why the fuck does Blade, the Daywalker, need a disguise at all in the first place? Yeah, he doesn't exist in that reality, like, does he? He I mean, later on, he later on in the the Nighthawk issue pops up, and they like talk about how they both know who each other is, and Blade is surprised that he knows Blade. So why the fuck before that happened did he think he needed a disguise to protect himself from anyone? He's he's just got a really big ego, I guess. Apparently, he's Wesley Snipes. Um, I wish it was just Wesley Snipes. That's how Wesley Snipes dresses when he goes out places. I, I hope even to this day he still oh, just wears a disguise. For him as Blade. Just puts on that Ninja Turtle trench coat. <laughs> as I order your pizza. Yeah. So during the Blur story, he does talk about how there's a ghost runner instead of the ghost rider. Oh. Meaning that the ghost rider is also a speedster in his story. Yeah. That's fucking lame. Uh, in his story also, the Scarlet Witch is now the Silver Witch because he outran Quicksilver and Quicksilver died from trying to exert so much energy to beat him in a race or whatever. And Scarlet Witch blames him for that and she somehow hex-magicked his speed into her body. Yeah, And so she's just a speedster, but also her hexes are speedy as well. It's just fucking all stupid shit. It's Makes sense. Um, totally. Uh, Hyperion says that he found Gladiator in the Imperial Guard trying to commandeer a space flight home. Meaning that like they were trying to steal a spaceship to get back into outer space to go back to the Shi'ar Empire. But all of those characters in the Imperial Guard can fly. Why in the fuck do any of them need to be aboard a fucking spaceship to go home? Just fly straight the fuck up. I mean, you just want to sit down, maybe, you know? Take a load off, rest their legs. Yeah, yeah, just sitting down. Relaxing. I would prefer to sit as opposed to, like, fly, but... Yeah. And then my very last note, I think... This guy appeared in the Zarda, the, the Wonder Woman version of the story. Mm-hmm. But Ursa Major, the, the communist bear character, I haven't seen that guy in fucking forever. That was a pleasant surprise to see him. Yeah. A lot of weird, obscure characters in this book. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I wouldn't recommend reading it, though, in the end. I think it's like but- way too long and way too doesn't get anywhere it's all set up and it's all set. so jason aaron is the guy who wrote like all of those last couple of like crossover things that we read parts of he wrote that one where like malachith came from asgard and like i don't remember what the fuck happened in it but like he brought asgard to earth or whatever and like the x-men were involved in it for some fucking reason and the asgardians of the galaxy were involved and that was where their story concluded he wrote that one, and then he also is writing the King in Black bullshit. I don't know why the fuck Marvel keeps having this guy write all of these fucking massive crossover events when not one of them, in my opinion, has been good or even like decent. They're all fucking stupid as hell and pretty fucking shitty. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Or wait, no, I'm wrong. Donnie Cades wrote the King in Black, didn't he? Oh, I don't know. He wrote the Venom thing that probably led to that. I, I'm not sure. 
But if he did, it's but, probably awesome. But yeah, this this was just an introductory issue into whatever this new crossover thing is. I did like that. I don't know if you like skipped ahead to enough pages at the very end of it, but they had like a preview like checklist for what's coming out each month during as this series was releasing. And the very last month around like the time issue seven came out, they had one called what uh it was, was it Weapon X and Alpha Flight, which I hate Wolverine, but that one would be the one I would be the most interested in checking out if of any of them probably all right look forward to that then next Future episode yeah well i found some reviews you want to hear some reviews fuck yeah i'm very curious read some fucking reviews you cuck so i just pulled a couple of reviews from the first issue uh because there wasn't any reviews for the collected volume so the first one i found was four stars he says good start to the series more blade and nighthawk please Good artwork in this issue with a cool setup for this alternate universe. So glad Marvel picked Blade to be the lead character. He is, in my opinion, the most underrated character in Marvel. I really enjoyed his face-off with Nighthawk, another cool character. It would be great to see more of. So he's going to be really disappointed as he continues reading this because there's a whole lot less Blade in those next issues. But there is a Nighthawk solo issue, so there is, that yeah. might win him back over Blade cameos in it. He'll get that. He'll get that. I didn't get the... So, during that Man-Thing version of this Avengers team, I did not get the impression that Blade was the leader whatsoever. He was the last character on their, like, tier ranking of members' importance, it seemed like. He just gets sent off with Thor to hang out in London, and he gets, like, three panels of dialogue in the entire thing. Yeah, he's it seemed a like Panther was more the leader than him. Yeah, but he wasn't the first one to appear. So I feel like the first one to appear is he's the leader, right? Is that how it works? I think. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Here's another one. Uh, five stars. A complete differente world. Question mark. This book brought me a different world because the Avengers don't exist, X-Men too, but only one person know everything and tries to bring all back. That's so, incorrect. The X-Men do exist in it. They Hyperion do. and talked about how he beat them because he beats all the good guys. Yeah. Wolverine was there. Hyperion took him out. Yeah, Wolverine was in it as well, but he's in that Weapon X Alpha Flight thing. Right. They, right. didn't, they didn't actually show up. He just referenced them in one little part. Right. All right. That's all I had. I would give this a one and a half. Yeah, I would definitely. Well, it had its moments. I'd give it a two at least. Like there's some, there's a couple the art, of cool things. Yeah, the artwork in the spectrum solo yeah. alone, that's worth a full one. Right. So I, but yeah, definitely don't read the whole thing. It's nonsense. So, all right. That at least answers my question though. So it's a different universe. It's not 616. Well, I guess, but this guy didn't seem very sure about anything in that review. Speaking of uh, other things, I don't know. Speaking of heroes, <laughs> Airworn, Green Hornet by Kevin Smith, Volume One, Sins of the Father. What do you think about this? It's okay. Um, I like that the main the main hero's name is Brittany. That dude. Oh, is it? I missed that. 
I mean, his name is Brit, which I can't think of anything else Brit is short for except Brittany. I think when it's a man, it's just Brit. I, I don't know. It's more of a nickname. Yeah, probably it's Brittany. That's cool. Yeah. I'll go with it. I'll allow it. Uh, Let's see. So this one opens up with Omi Juma, the father of the Black Hornet. So we get to see him for a little bit. That's cool, I guess, right? Yeah. Because we all remember his son. Yeah, we all remember that. And then I just had a bunch of like cool uh, quotes from, uh, I can't remember which, I just wrote Juma quotes. I don't know if it was Omi or his son, Hirohito. Okay. But uh, one of the Juma guys had a couple cool quotes that I thought were awesome. Uh, I thought your nips were always on time. Oh, I don't understand no, no, what no, no, no. that's supposed to mean. <laughs> but a, I got a huge kick out of whoa, that. Wait, 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 wait. No, that's a racial slur. <laughs> Is it? Yes. I thought it's your a racial nips slur for Japanese people. No, the the N word. <laughs> that's. Sort of dropping racial slurs, not the N word, but another N word. I thought your nipples were always on time. No, it's not nipples. The the first three letters of of nipple is uh, is a racial slur for Japanese people. I wrote that in here talking about how Kevin Smith loves racial slurs. He also used Dragon Lady, which uh, Clint Eastwood used that one in Gran Torino. So yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's got racial slurs because Kevin Smith is a racist. I totally read it wrong. I had it as really? your, like your nips, like your, no, it's my nipples. You nipples. That's not, okay. I wrote it around wrong. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that to all women I'm meeting for dates and to hang out. Yeah. Say that. I thought your nipples were always on time. Say it to the Japanese ones. Especially them. They'll, they'll love it. <laughs> yeah, they will. Uh, the other one here. Call, I hope this one isn't full of racial slurs I'm right. unfamiliar with as well. All right. Let's hear it. Probably is. Calling me a chicken doesn't get dan. Wait. Calling me a chicken doesn't get dander up. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's another word instead of chicken that was a racial slur. Well, I assume so. Yeah, it's Kevin Smith. After, I mean, that, after that last quote, yeah, shit. Yeah. Kevin Smith loves his racial slurs. You learn something new every day. All right. What other racial slurs did they say that you want to repeat? I think those were the two <laughs> quotes I, I wrote down. Okay. Then they said the N word and the F <laughs> slur. And then, and then all the N and F words. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, my, my, uh, that, my notes were all about the racial slurs. And then, um, you know, Kevin Smith is acting all woke, but he uses women as sex objects. Uh, Mulan's a Chinese name. Kevin Smith should just kill Green Hornet in the first issue. He kind of does, though. He kind of like gets Green Hornet isn't in this for a lot in the middle. It's like the old Green Hornet retires and then the real son has to yeah, come the in. Real there. Green Hornet isn't. Yeah. So he does actually kill the Green Hornet just like He Man. So he really loves doing that. Really subverts the genre when he does that. Great job, Kevin Smith. And then he copy pastes Rob Zombie lyrics into the fucking book i wrote that down yeah Yeah. so good job great writing excellent such a good writer copy pasting song lyrics what an asshole like all right so (laughs) jackie love by rob zombie is playing in johnny vaughn's club after kato and the hornet fight him and head out they typed out a full fucking verse and two hooks worth of the song though they did 
Like, I've never seen any, like, background noise song in a comic book that goes on that fucking long, though. Yeah, it was a couple of pages, yeah. He was really stretching it out. It's it's seriously the first verse in two whole hooks, or the second verse in two hooks. Isn't that just, like, I don't know about song lyrics. Is that a copyright issue at that point? That's a lot of, that's really just copy-pasting. I mean, honestly, you're not typing that shit up. You're just going to lyrics.com and copy-pasting what's on it. I mean, maybe if you credit, I, I don't know how it works in I don't know either. writing. Do you have to credit Rob Zombie as a co-writer for this? Since I guess. he used so many of his words. And James Brown or whoever the other one was. Yeah, James Brown was the other one. Song lyrics. Uh, let's see what other notes I had here. So Hirohito Juma's company is called Jumasan, Jumasan Games. And they have a mafia-style game where you go around shooting cops. I would play the fuck out of that game. It sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that is a cool game. The only good cop is a dead cop. They're the enemy, remember? It's Cop Killer, the game. That's what I would play. Fuck yeah. Ice-T's 187, the game. (laughs) Yeah. I would love that. I like that instead of saying chapter or issue for every uh, book, they call it episode. Episode one, episode two. That was cute. Ties it back into that like old 50s TV show. In the beginning of episodes, episode three... Say Britt Reed Sr. was a great man, and then they're just saying Britt Reed Jr. or and then they just say and Britt Reed the the lesser instead of calling him Britt Reed Jr. was trying to cope with the loss. I really like the idea of referring to senior junior combos as the better and the lesser. Like Ken Griffey Jr. would obviously be Ken Griffey the better. Ken Griffey Sr. would obviously be Ken Griffey the lesser. I love the idea of doing that for any father-son combos. Yeah, it works. Brit goes to Lowe's, the CD bar, not the uh, Supercenter store. Yeah, that was a weird name for that. I like I, mean, I like the Home Depot bar better. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. But he goes there for information on the Black Hornet, and he walks in and just immediately smashes a, bu- a jukebox to get everyone's attention. The owner, this guy named Mickey, pulls a gun on him, and he says, Celebutant, you'd go to the opening of a drawer, wouldn't you? What is that saying supposed to mean? I don't know. Like, like he's such a huge partier that he'd watch someone open a drawer if he thought it would get him in the tabloids or something like that? Probably just meant to say the N-word. Like, this guy isn't like a, a Kardashian or like Paris Hilton style at all. He, he seems like he wanted privacy earlier on in the very beginning of the book when he was having that breakup like i don't understand how this guy's thinking that's gonna like insult this dude yeah i don't know uh i do like that kato grabbed a guy's dick during the bar fight oh the yeah old for kato sure grabbed a guy's dick during that fight to save brit jr the lesser gotta do that dick related combat is you know he's kato yeah he he knows like what did he say like 743 like various martial arts forms or something yeah dick based martial arts dick face punch is the number one go-to martial art yeah you just need to learn one kato it's overkill (laughs) everything else is uh just excess yeah yeah and then the last note milan plays james brown's in a cold sweat as they drive away and again they type out every single lyric to the fucking song it seemed like yeah it's every Every word. All right. 
Well, um, that's all the notes I have too. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It was fine, I guess, but it wasn't it's like a, it was great. like a three, three and a half. Yeah. It wasn't anything great, but it was okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was fine. Everybody on, well, let's read some reviews to talk about this next part, but the, the new female Kato, Mulan Kato wasn't in it nearly as much as I thought she was going to be. No, she was not. Well, let's hear some reviews about what other people think, because I feel like I probably will disagree with them. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! So everybody is uh, referencing the movie with Kevin, or fuck, what's his name? Seth Rogen Rogen. in it. So This this is not tied into that in any way, shape, or form whatsoever. No, yeah. I don't know why. It's uh, it's not tied into it, but people are saying this is what the movie should have been. Like, so here's one: five oh, okay. stars, best Green Hornet story of all, with like four or five exclamation points. This should have been the movie version of the Green Hornet rather than the Seth Rogen comedy that was made. Five stars. This should have been a movie, and people really seem to like it. Like, I I don't think it was that great. I never saw that movie, but I didn't hate this. It just wasn't anything special yeah i don't think we need to like start a green hornet universe around this but i think there's already like three or four issues of this yeah right then another one this this review is a little better three stars smith's hornet lacks sting being a green hornet fan since the 60s i was anxious to read kevin smith's take on the superhero this is smith's so-called unpublished movie story and here's why it was never made into a film. Not enough Green Hornet. It's a nice buildup, but there's no sting. As this is volume one, hopefully volume two will make for a more exciting read. So that's that's a more um, level-headed response to this book. Because, yeah, it wasn't anything all that great. It lacked sting. It did. I like that. He's right. So don't make it a movie. I don't think Kevin Smith should have that. Let's see what the buzz about Titans episode three is. Boom, oh, shit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, nice. I'm going to play this drop too. Fuck these comic book shows. All right. So, so you're finally on board now? Well, I was for this episode because we got to see Thad Castle's, Thad Castle's ass. ass. Yeah, that was nice. Fuck yeah. Like, damn it, was the other guy? Jason? Who's yeah, Jason the, Todd. Yeah, that's it. Okay. The Red Hood? Yes. He's like talking to Thad on the phone when they're meeting and he's like, all right, take off your clothes. Take off your underwear too. And now jump in that pool and shit. He's like, he's just trying to look at his dick for sure. Who can blame him? I, I can't. Exactly. Yeah. It is weird to like see Thad Castle acting like smart and stuff. I, I it's still very strange. But he did just like go and drink a beer and say that he was fueling. I don't up. know if he's acting smart. He is. He's acting like level headed like and hero, smart. Yeah. Not, well, not smart. He's the dumbest one of them all. I think probably. But he falls for this trap instantly. Well, you know, he's trying to get stuff up. He, he fueled up with that beer. You know, he wasn't thinking straight. Thinking clearer. Yeah, it was just one beer, I guess. Now I could be a hero. Yeah. So yeah, we got to see Thad's ass, which was nice. The other note I had was about Jason Todd when he's talking onto the on the phone with uh with Thad Castle. The room he is in is like, you know, he looks like he's obviously going through some things, but he has like 15 lamps that are 
like all on and piled up and like kind of like smashed up uh, behind him. And I don't understand why he has like 15 lamps and like this otherwise like very like cyberpunk looking hideout. It's like very neon colors. And then he just has like 15 like regular ass lamps, like not even like colored bulbs and everything, just regular bulbs with the shades and all that. It's very, very weird lamp choice in that room. Yeah, it would have been cool if there were just lava lamps. Yeah, something like more or neon lights or something, you know, something like that. I would I would expect neon. Black lights. Black lights, sure. Yeah. But no, just regular lamps. And he he's he's like throwing a fit of rage. And I just imagine he's he's having this fit and only breaking the lamps in the room and nothing else, which is a weird way to focus your anger. Just only lamps. Fuck these lamps. I mean, yeah, lamps are easy to show off to yeah i was very distracted by the lamps those that, that was interesting lots of screen time for crypto in this episode that was nice oh yeah i like how crypto was like friends with that like, castle that was great i like yeah that castle sends him to fetch him lunch he's like go make me some hot dogs laserize some hot dogs for me yeah that was cool make me hot dogs crypto what else did they say oh they they said um in the show quotes dick is getting soft that yep. was a direct quote, but that was pretty funny. I wonder if they knew that they said that. Of course. Yeah. You don't name the character Dick Grayson if you're not going to make a thousand like penis jokes. Yeah, you have to. Man, Dick is hard as fuck. Yeah. I'll be that'll that'll be the quote in the end of the season when he finally like goes off and yeah. like, beats up Jason Todd. Oh yeah. But for a while there during that fight, it'll look like Jason Todd's about to win, and they'll be like, "Oh no, he's beating Dick to a bloody pulp or something like that." And then Dick will get hard and like Hulk up and like murder him. Yeah. Oh hell and, yeah! Like, Dick just exploded with fury. <laughs> like there's there's an endless uh, endless amount of these you could do. He's beating. Hopefully his the dick. writers take advantage of this golden opportunity they've been given. Yeah, I think they will. Like they see, you know, they like swearing in the show. Yeah, edgy bar recorded. Yeah. The last note I had was like Dick goes to jail and visits like this dude in jail who's just like ripping bongs in his jail cell. That's a cool jail. Yeah, Dick Dick brings him like specialty like a specialty grade of cannabis that he got from some <laughs> like street dealer. And he's like, I hear this is supposed to be the good shit. That's what they say at least. And then he gives it to this dude who takes a couple of hits, and then he asks him to like assess what this psychopath is thinking. Yep. What a what a cool laid back jail that would be. Yeah, like he he had the bong in his cell. Like Dick didn't bring him the bong, did he? Did he no, bring the whole like bong? That was already in there. Yeah, he just he just picked it up. It was in his room. He just had it. Like imagine if he got. <laughs> Sent away to this jail for like crystal meth possession, and then like Dick Grayson comes to visit you to like ask you for some CI informant info. And instead of like giving you like commissaries, he just brings you a bag of crystal meth in exchange for like your info. What a fucking awesome trade that would be! Yeah, it would be. But yeah, that's all the notes I had. Cool episode, lots of Thad Castle, but he died yeah, though, so, so I'm not gonna watch anymore. So, so Jason Todd like traps Thad Castle into coming to the fucking pool to get naked, so he can stare at his dick and cum gutters, and then he like pistol whips him in the back of the head, and he attaches a bomb to his heart, as monitored by how many heartbeats he goes through. It's that's the timer, his heartbeat usage. Yeah, that's a weird timer. And so, 
Just seems I'm, I'm a little confused though, like because he's about to fuck uh, what's uh, Hawking Dove. He's about to fuck Dove when they're like realizing that like oh this guy's gonna die. This is like the last chance they have to fuck each other. And wouldn't that make his heartbeat like increase a little bit? Wouldn't you think? Yeah, I think that's why they stopped, right? Okay, because I was gonna say like yeah, I was thinking the same even, thing. Even if it was gonna shed twenty minutes off my life, like he was making that joke. I would still want to bust one more nut inside of Hawk before I go. Yeah. Or inside of Dove. Right. It's worth it. Definitely. Yeah. That's a fair trade-off. I think so. We definitely need to watch episode two now to see how Jason Todd becomes the Red Hood. They're yeah. saying that Batman killed the Joker in this one, too. Did you hear that? No. Or that, or they said that he took care of the Joker, which I assume might mean killed him. Oh, they're not showing the Joker in the show, though. That's that probably happened off they screen. Him in episode one. No, no, that was that was. They did not show him though. He was in the shadows. That was a silhouette. They're not doing close-ups. Y'all need a close-up. I don't give a fuck what shitty actor is playing this one-off character. <laughs> yeah, this one-off Joker character. He's only in like two episodes. He's not a main character of Titans. No, I guess he's not. He created the Red Hood. Or how the fuck? So in the comics, Jason Todd is dead for like 20 years before he finally gets brought back by the Lazarus Pits. I don't, I've never read anything about like a Ra's al Ghul or any of the Al Ghul ter- characters being on this. So who the fuck used the Lazarus Pit on him and how is it instantly turning him evil and bringing him back? I'm very curious about that. Well, you know, just like I know. In like the Batman comics and shit, like the Lazarus Pit, the once you go in it, you're instantly brought back within like a day or so. But how do any of these people on this show know about those? And like, how the fuck did they know to stick Jason Todd in it? I'm very curious about that. I'm certain they'll get into it. Good. Keep pirating those for me so I can see how it goes. All right. Anything else about Titans? It's a great show. I love it. All right. Speaking of great shows, I have another segment. The Walking Dead update. As back? Oh yeah, it came back like a couple weeks ago. I didn't even realize it. But uh, yeah, this is the final season of The Walking Dead. So um, I watched a couple episodes. I think there's like three out now. I watched two of them though. Um, so let's go over that real quick. Uh, so in the first episode... They're like sneaking around a room that has a bunch of zombies that are sleeping on the floor, which I thought was weird that zombies are sleeping. So they're trying to be really quiet and sneak around them. I don't remember that being a thing ever for that. No, that's that's like copying off of like the strain where like the the munchers would occasionally nap yeah. in the day. But I don't remember the walkers ever napping. Yeah, I've never seen them nap. They just like saunter around forever. But all right, they're napping. Whatever the plot and the storyline calls for. Yeah. Um, so they're they're going through this the subway tunnel to um they're they're like looking for food and shit. And Negan's like from DC, I guess, and that's where they are. And they're like he's like leading them through the subway tunnel and they hear a noise, and um Negan is like he's basically saying, like, oh, there's gonna be like a wall of water coming, so like we all gotta get naked and hold our clothes up above the water. So like we don't get our clothes wet. That's what I wanna see. I just wanna see them get naked and hold their clothes above the water like it's always sunny the water never came though they they referenced this water it never happened oh man bullshit really? man yeah 
You're making you're making Negan look like a lion dick, you assholes. Yeah. And Mercer looks fucking ridiculous in his orange stormtrooper costume thing that he's wearing. Like it just doesn't come off in live action very well. Were they orange in the sh- in the book? Like everybody wears that. white except Mercer who wears like red or orange or whatever. It was in the book like when he was on the cover you would see the color. But yeah, yeah, it was. Mm. But it looks stupid. Oh, and then uh, at the end of the episode, they're running from some zombies in the subway and Maggie's trying to like climb up out of the Walker subway and Negan's at the top of the subway and she's like, Negan, help me out. And Negan just like looks at her and walks away. And she has like the shocked Walter White face, like after Hank gets shot and, you know, you got that close up of Walter. She makes the exact same face and has the same <laughs> shot. That was really funny. <laughs> but she got out of it. So she she didn't die. She she managed. Then in the second episode, Daryl is chasing dog around everywhere. It's ridiculous. This dog He's like, it, it, it happens like two or three times in the episode. He can, he finds the dog and then the dog runs off and he's like, oh, dog, where are you? Fuck. He gets to run after it. So it's such a nuisance. This dog. It's really not like being a good boy. Bad dog. Yeah. What else did he have? And then Daryl had like a, a hallway scene walking down the subway, shooting zombies in the face at point blank range for some reason. Um, to like save the other group. And uh, that was cool. You know, I like a good hallway scene. Was it anything like the old boy or the uh, Marvel Netflix? Oh, not nearly scenes? as much action. It's just like Daryl walking around like with a gun, like walking up to a zombie, like like put the, putting the gun on their head and just shooting the zombie in the fucking face and not really wow. moving around or doing anything cool. Just walking. That's what they like to do. They like to walk in the show. There is there is a lot of that. That is true. They do enjoy a good walk. Yeah. Um, and then at, they are the other group with Eugene is getting interrogated at the uh, Commonwealth. These two episodes, and they're talking to Eugene, and he says like, you know, oh, here's the deal, and he does all this stupid like speech thing. But he says like he mentions that he's a virgin, but he has watched sex a lot. So I guess he Wait, just like Eugene. Eugene, the cuck guy, he's referencing his cucking, which is funny. So I guess he's a virgin. So he just watches Rosaria, Rosa, what's her name? Fuck. Yeah, Rosita. Yeah, yeah. Rosita and Gabe. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's what he's referencing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've seen him do that. Oh, cool. But yeah, he's he's being very honest about it. Um, And then they let him in and. Uh, we'll see what happens next. So that's that's all the notes I had. Those are the highlights from it. So final season of that. Looking forward to the end. Won't have too many more Walking Dead updates. That's a shame. It is. Just fear the Walking Dead then? Um, I guess if we really want to. Do you still watch that? No. Oh. I uh, checked out this brand new show that just dropped on Hulu. Oh, what's that? Murderers in the Building. It's by uh, Steve Martin, co-created it, and he stars in it. I only watched the first episode last night before I went to bed, but so far it's pretty cool. All right. Yeah, speaking of serial killers, I, I out of curiosity, I checked what the next episode of that Marvel What If show was, and it's like, what if the Avengers all got murdered by a serial killer? <laughs> Which is like, oh, wait, what? sounds that better cooler than anything else yeah. they've done. It's like, well, shit, what that's the fuck? way more enticing than those first two shit fucking episodes. But yeah, it's like, what, what the fuck? Where's this? Now we're having fun with it. Like, why did they bother 
with that. I didn't watch it, but I maybe I should. What if Doctor Doom picked up the Crimson Gem of Sidorak and became Doom Juggernaut? You know that Heroes Reborn thing would make a lot more better of a what if story. You know, just with those ridiculous characters. That's, that's pretty much what it was. What yeah. if every hero was a bad guy? Right. What if the Squadron Supreme were the Avengers? Yeah. Way like, better. That's what all if. it was. It was a fucking shitty what if. It was. Anyway, um, next week is going to be the second Friday of the month. So that means more Invincible. God speaking of, or speaking of Kirkman, I've just been searching for the book to pick for next week for the last like ten minutes while you were doing the entire really? Walking Dead recap. <laughs> Fucking caught. Whoops. Yeah, no need. I didn't bring anything either. <laughs> yeah. So volumes that is Invincible volumes seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen. So join us next week for that. Follow me on the internet at Donny Elm. Follow us at Giraffes HPT Pod. Follow me at Deez Do the God. Patreon.com slash Giraffes Have Black Tongues. SoundCloud.com slash DJ Von Mir. And that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Last week, when we were trying to pick a show, I told you I had one I wanted, but I wanted to pick a book involving that character as well. Oh, yeah. So I've, I've been sitting here on Wikipedia trying to find, like, or on Google, just trying to find, like, whatever's considered the best story with that character in it. I couldn't find any fucking results at all. So instead, I just picked the newest one from 2019 because it has him on a team with a lot of cool characters. So... Who's the character? We'll, we'll read that, and then we'll watch his Hulu show. Apparently, they Marvel made a, a Hulu TV series about this guy, which I never saw anything about, but I was scrolling through shit on Hulu last week, and I saw the title of it, and I was like, wait a sec, is that like the Marvel character? And then I looked on Wikipedia, and it is, in fact, about the Marvel character, and I was like, holy shit, cool, we have something new to watch. All right, we'll look forward to that. Yeah. It's about Hellstrom, Damien Hellstrom. He's their version of the Son of Satan. Oh, well, all right. So it's like that Lucifer show then? It's basically Marvel's version of Lucifer, yes. Okay, wow. All right, I'm less excited Dude, we're, now. We're knocking out all the uh, Marvel knockoff, cheap knockoff DC yeah, characters are. here. <laughs> awesome, can't wait. Yep. But at least Angela and Blade are on this team with him, so it shouldn't be complete shit. Oh, good.